0: What's actually happened with the with the with the if you like the switch in block from certain electoral areas is that there are quite a few electoral areas now uh, that are nationalist pluralities. There there are actually very few uh, electoral areas that are now uh, unionist plurality. There's are North Enniskillen, and the and Roe Allen over over near Van Hinch or so. So um, if you like the the scope for the map changing significantly in the next five years, ten years is probably relatively limited. There may be some one or two electoral areas. Uh, so you know I think I think the new map has arrived and it's going to be with us for a while.
1: Hello and welcome to this month's Aaron's podcast. We're departing a little from our usual practice this month. We're not talking about a specific article published um, as part of the Aaron's project but we felt it would be timely to look a bit more deeply into the recent Northern Ireland local election results. And I'm delighted to have with me today uh, Dr. Philip McGuinness of the Dundalk Institute of Technology. Uh, Philip is a lecturer in computing and web design, but I suppose in his his spare time, uh, he has a huge interest in um, sophology and the electoral geography of Northern Ireland Um, having studied in the North and and worked there uh, for a period. And his really extremely interesting analyses um, of the uh, local elections have been published over the last uh, week or so uh, in the Slugger O'Toole website, which I really recommend uh, in general uh, to anyone with an interest in Northern Ireland politics. But these three articles, um, or an article in three parts, are really worth uh, looking at. So, Philip, you're very welcome.
0: Thank you, Rory. Uh, Delighted to be here. Thank you.
1: Well, maybe we could just kick off um, with a very quick recap
0: of the overall performances by the parties. Um, Yeah, uh, I suppose the the two big winners are probably the StLP, sorry, Sinn Féin uh, and the DUP. Uh, Sinn Féin are very much the winners. Um, Their vote share increased. Uh, The number of councillors increased hugely. Uh, and they are sort of undisputed masters of much of Northern Ireland now, if you just look at a geographic map of, of if you like, where the, where their vote is the plurality. Mm-hmm. Uh, the DUP um, kind of reinforced their position as a leading unionist party. Uh, however, the problem uh, for them and for unionism in general is that the union share went down. Mm-hmm. And what's really um, you know groundbreaking about this uh, election result is, is that the nationalist vote has uh, exceeded the unionist vote so it's and the, the north is a nationalist uh, plurality uh, political environment now as opposed to being a unionist uh, plurality and the the gap between the two uh, blocks is is quite astounding it's 4% so there's there's been a 7% swing uh, between yes. um you know from from unionism to nationalism uh, and and to, just just tell me the 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 raw figures in terms of the number of councillor um, elected. Yeah, the uh, Sinn Sinn Féin um, gained thirty nine seats to one hundred forty four seats. the uh, DUP stayed steady on one hundred twenty two. Uh, the Alliance went up by fourteen to sixty seven. Uh, the UUP and the SCLP both came down by about twenty, uh, and others went from forty eight to thirty six. Uh, so. Big gains for two parties uh, and uh, losses for the other parties. Or a big gain for one party and the yeah. other party kind of holding hold, holding steady.
1: I mean, how would you compare this? Well, obviously, the much of the focus has been on the swing um, from the local elections in 2019, four years ago. And, of course, we also had the assembly elections in 2022. Um, so compared to both of those fairly recent elections... How have the
0: swings uh, worked out? Um, I think the big change has happened between 2019 and 2022, in that Mm. if you you look at the swings between the Assembly election 22 and the local election in 23, um, the Sinn Féin vote went up by 2%, uh, DUP went down by 0.8%. Uh, as opposed to Sinn Féin getting an increase of seven point seven percent from the twenty nineteen local elections, so there's been there's been sort of slight changes uh, in uh, between the assembly last year and the local election this year. Uh, but the effect of those slight changes have been to actually increase the nationalist bloc percentage. So if you add the SDLP and Sinn Féin's vote together, it's a greater percentage than the three major unionist parties. Yeah, I mean you, you do say this is the most seismic.
1: Northern Ireland election uh, ever because the nationalist bloc vote has overtaken the unionist. So you you, you mentioned the three main unionist parties, the DUP, UUP, uh, TUV, um, and then among nationalists, Sinn Féin, SGLP, anybody else in your
0: calculations? Um, into People Before Profit, uh, Workers Party, IRSP stood in two or three constituencies. Their vote was sort of negligible. Yeah. Uh, in the case of Into People Before Profit, uh, their vote went down significantly. They lost quite a few councillors. Um. It's difficult to see them kind of making a significant impression uh, long term. I think that just this Sinn Féin steamroller has just kind of just just flattened them really. And yeah. But it's interesting because you, you said the main
1: swing, if you like, was between 2019 and the Assembly elections last year. And that, if you like, has been further confirmed by or intensified by what happened just recently. Yes. But for the first time, you have an overall nationalist
0: lead, even though the 2022 results weren't that different. Yeah, I think I think what happened was the... Um when when the DUP uh, left the Assembly, when, when um, the First Minister resigned before the Assembly election last year, mm. uh, I, I think that energised uh, nationalism, uh, a significant part of nationalism, to to, to vote towards uh, toward Sinn Féin. Mm. Uh, and I think since then, there's been sort of slight demographic changes which has contributed a, a, a kind of small increase yeah. uh, on for nationalist parties. I mean, the S C L P went up by 0.3%. Sorry, they went down by 03 percent between assembly uh, and uh, the local election, but the Féin ra- rise of two uh, percent meant mm. that overall there was there was an increase for those two parties. Uh, so I think I think that's been significant. Uh, since then, you know, since the assembly election, it hasn't it hasn't sat properly. Uh, so 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 just in in, in rough percentage terms, then um, just to
1: remind us, wh- what is the split between nationalist, unionist, and others
0: slash the middle ground as you call them? Um, I have estimated at being four point one five percent. I have the uh, nationalist block at forty four point one two. I have the unionist block at uh, just over forty percent, and I have the the middle ground block at fifteen point five. I think um, now that's that that can kind of that's arguable sometimes. Sometimes you're looking at transfers, particularly say uh, independence in North Down. Uh, which has uh, you're looking at um you can sort of look at one count and think okay their votes seem to be going mostly towards alliance and green and then the next count um the transfers to them seem to be coming mostly from union you're thinking the person could be i mean you end up kind of classifying people it's a bit kind of reductive and narrow but at the same time you s- you know those those three blocks if you like are yeah. a political reality and you have to make a call so um i think other commentators such as peter Donaghy, um, I think maybe he has sort of slightly lower uh, share for middle ground, slightly higher share for you for unionist bloc. So it's it's yeah. kind of argue, but I think what no one's arguing about is that the nationalist bloc is yeah. clearly ahead of uh, the unionist. yeah. Unionism. and and also um, if if you factor in differential turnout, like yeah. like the, the west of the man border constituencies, the turnout is is practically always higher than yeah. along Belfast lock. Uh, if if you were to sort of apply the percentages to the entire electorate, you find that the um, nationalist vote share goes down a little bit to compensate yes. for increasing, um, of course, finding the numbers to lower turnout. But, but the effect of that is still to give a nationalist and mm-hmm. block plurality.
1: But well, come, we'll come to turnout in a, in a little while. But um, w- one of the, the things um, I found really um, striking about your articles, and unfortunately, we cannot reproduce this, Um, In in a podcast, which is another reason to look at the the blogs themselves, is, you know, fantastically interesting maps about geographic distribution, but also changes in in geographical distribution. And the overall sort of orange green map looks very different now from how it may have looked even a few years ago.
0: Yep. Um, You know, you you could characterize, I suppose, the the mental map image we have of, of Northern Ireland or Ulster, like from plantation onwards uh, extension of the franchise, franchise in late 19th century 1918 westminster election boundary mm-hmm. commission map um is that there's this there was this sort of huge arc of shall we say unionism from going from sort of near near Derry city uh towards Belfast lock and then curving around Lough Neagh going across the Loughor valley over mm-hmm. to Fermanagh um what's happened now is that um the I suppose we could call them the, the sort of suburban commuter land north of Belfast, in, around sort of Antrim, not Antrim town now, but but the electoral areas either side, Dunsilly and around uh, Aldegord Airport, Crumlin, they are na- nationalist plurality areas now. So essentially, what's happening is that that big kind of swathe of of unionism uh, has now been has now become fragmented, and. If if you look at what's happening southeast of Belfast, there's there's a, there's a growth in the nationalist bloc vote, kind of southeastwards from sort of Newton Breda out to off mm. probably towards Spanna Hinch, and mm. there's also reduction unionism, uh, uh, sort of in in sort of north of Downpatrick. So it it does seem that um, the sort of County Down unionism is probably ten twenty years time that's going to be more fragmented. Yeah, uh, and, and of course. Belfast itself um, is now, you know, clearly majority nationalist. It's a, it's a majority nationalist vote-wise. It's not a majority um, seats-wise. Yeah. Um, I think the nationalist blog, SCLP, People for Profit, in fein they're probably one seat, two seats short of majority. But I suppose that's the, the plurality there has happened maybe 10, 12 years yeah. ago. It's a long way from City Hall in the 80s. Uh, of course. Yeah. bitterness that happened then. Of course. Um, and also interesting, I mean, you
1: a lot of your analysis on the basis of electoral areas um, which I suppose listeners will not mostly be that familiar with but if you look at it by county and by, by council, I mean, what really struck me is that you have substantial nationalist majorities um, in some counties not just pluralities but majorities whereas am I right in thinking that there is no um, county uh, with a a unionist majority as opposed to a plurality
0: um yes uh, uh about two years ago i i did the same sort of analysis for the 2019 election and mm-hmm. when, when i did that uh i i found that you know i think in in county down uh the national or sorry the union's vote was 49.9 percent of oh, this yeah. is this is this this is very strange. This is very unusual. This 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 is wrecking my head as regards the image mm. one has of, of of if you like solid unionist areas. Uh, uh, this time with the, with the uh, surge in nationalism, both Antrim and Down are now about forty four percent unionist. Yes, uh, nationalism is. 38% in County Antrim now. What I mean by County Antrim is basically uh, northwest of the Lagan uh, and sort of east east of the band there, of the lower band. Yeah. Uh, and um, you know that's a huge shift. And if the if the shift between 2019 and 2023 uh, in County Antrim was to happen between now and the next local election, 2027, mm. uh, we would find that County Antrim had become a, a nationalist plurality county. That would be five of the six counties. So the, these are these are sort of, if you like, political geographic yeah. uh, transformations on a, on a big scale. Our mental map is changing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and by ca- and by council then, as opposed to county, um,
1: again, it's quite striking. I mean, in terms of the different councils, that there are eleven.
0: Am I right? There are um, ele- eleven councils. Yeah. Yes. And and what's the sort of split between them in terms of pluralities slash majorities? The split is six. Uh, six counties have uh, unionist plurality. Six, six councils. Sorry, six six councils. Yes, yes. Number six is a certain residence, <laughs> not um, Yeah, six, six counties have unionist pluralities and four of those councils have a unionist majority. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other five have a nationalist pu- plurality yeah. uh, and uh, four of those have a nationalist majority. Yeah. So uh, Belfast has a nationalist plurality, but not majority. And Antrim and Newton Abbey, Coswick Coast and Glens, they are unionist pluralities, but not not yes. majority areas. Understood. Uh, so what's what's actually happened with the, with the with the if you like the switch in block from certain electoral areas is that there are quite a few electoral areas now uh, that are nationalist pluralities. There there are actually very few uh, electoral areas that are now. Uh, unionist plurality. There's an north, Enniskillen and Row Allen over over near Bannahinch or so. So um, if you like the the scope for the map changing significantly in the next five years, ten years is probably relatively limited. There may be some one or two electoral areas. Uh, so you know I think I think the new map has arrived and it's going to be with us for a while. Yeah. I mean as you say it is interesting that there are
1: you know, still patches, if you like, of uh, of orange on your map. And you mentioned, you know, Enniskillen or um, yep. er- Ernest. A, a big change this time, I suppose, was the loss of, well, the loss of Clacher Valley um, by unionists, you know?
0: Yeah, that was that was quite quite remarkable because I mean, ever since I became interested in in Northern Ireland politics about thirty years ago, Clare Valley was always very interesting. I lived in Enniskillen mm-hmm. uh, in the early nineties, and you were you were always aware around the time the summertime that you know you go east of uh, east of Enniskillen, going towards Dungannon, you were in these sort of, this, this sort of lowland area with hills on either side. Uh, um you know uh, red white and blue pennants be decked um, mm-hmm. um orange marches it it, it it was a different area it, it's yeah. it's always voted unionist and now what's happened in this election is turnout increased by 10 percent it was by mm-hmm. far the biggest turnout uh in the north uh, turnout increase uh, and it is it is switched now I mean mm-hmm. it's quite remarkable it's it's gone from sort of 50.5 49.5 in favor of unionism to I think it's forty one fifty nine now. Uh that's a remarkable in, in f- swing. Yeah. That's that's huge. Ten really. percent. Uh yeah. And there's now it's now uh, it's now a s you know, if any if anywhere it can be gratitude, but it's now unquestionably in, in nationalist heartland. And uh, yeah. Yeah. you know, it, it it sort of signifies what may happen uh in in, in other areas the next time, you know, because like as soon as an election's over, the next election of course, starting you know, no. no, and it is striking because when I first worked on Northern
1: Ireland affairs in the Department of Foreign Affairs back in the nineties, I mean it was striking. I mean Unionism was still very competitive in in Fermanagh um, and, uh, uh, and 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 South Tyrone. Um, you, you know, the, you know, the Unionists had at least you know decent performances in in West Tyrone, um, but that has effectively uh, all gone now. I, I suppose you could say. Um, now, looking then at the national side, I mean, would you say is Sinn Fein um, turning out new voters, or is it cannibalising the SGLP or you know, to what you've said the Nationals vote overall has has grown, but I say how much of that is down to the
0: is down to Sinn Fein pretty well on its own. I, th- I think it's certainly having huge success in turning out new voters in in most of Northern Ireland. Yeah, uh, I, I think in other areas which have been, if you like, sort of settled huge nationalist majority areas, I think maybe it's not as much of an issue. I'm, I'm thinking in particular of Derry, where yes. the, the, the three electoral areas west of the foil, uh, where uh, turnout actually declined. Mm. But what happened there was you had a, a huge shift from SDLP uh, to Sinn Fein. Mm. So that suggests that they are they are taking a lot of SCLP mm. votes. And I, I think it it raises the question about will the SCLP hold on to the the, the foil seat in the mm. next Westminster election. Uh, so I, I think it's doing both. If I you know it's it it's it's hard to see any um anything that didn't go right for Sinn Fein. Yes. Except maybe um Bangor West but that was the only place for the position finned decrease, but that's because they didn't stand a candidate. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but every every other electoral area, um, their vote went up. And that's uh, remarkable. I, I don't know of any other party yeah. that has achieved something like that in an election. I mean, some of the figures for, for Belfast, West Belfast, Black Mountain and so on,
1: um, I mean, are, you know, the nationalist majorities are absolutely extraordinarily high. Yeah. Um, the highest is, what, 98%, something like that. Yeah. Um, so, as I say... Ha- in Belfast, then, or West Belfast, has Sinn Féin further strengthened his position at the expense of other nationalist parties, or
0: is it more or less a case of as you were? I think it's, it's, a, it's a tale of two areas, and I yeah. think it would be how you regard those electoral areas. Are they kind of mostly working-class areas? Are they mostly middle-class areas? And I think... Uh, if you like, in, in sort of commuter land in County Down, uh, I think both the SCLP and the UUP actually didn't do too bad. Yeah. Uh, I think Seamus uh, DeFuicci in, in the Snishara uh, electoral area, which is just just kind of uh, just south, south, east Belfast, um, his vote uh, went up. Uh, somewhat, uh, he's, he's an SCLP kind yes, SCLP kind of sorry, um, yeah, and UUP kind of they they're now ahead of the DUP in certain parts of Ards and North Down. So, mm. you, you know, I, I think um, social class seems to be paying, yes. uh, playing playing a role in what's. But I also think uh, a lot of middle class Catholics who maybe would have voted SCLP or the parents would have voted SP. I think they're sort of looking at Sinn Féin now and they're they kind of like the new brands the. Um, mm. Uh, kind of the, the relentlessly future-oriented language positivity yes. message that was just really yeah. all over the place when you when you looked at any sort of Sinn Féin media presence. Sure. So so you're suggesting even that they, I mean, that they will come to the Alliance in a moment, but you're
1: suggesting that they might be moving directly towards Sinn Féin rather than in the other direction towards Alliance, or is it a bit of both?
0: Yeah, and I, I even think that, you know, some... Some some middle class Catholics, I think, you know, you might think maybe five years ago they they might have gone towards Alliance. I think yeah. I think they're now they're now thinking about going towards uh, Sinn Féin. Yeah. Um, the
1: SELP then you so it its vote in percentage terms didn't
0: fall that much, did it? Not compared to the uh, assembly election. Yeah. Uh, I think it fell by maybe one or two percent. I, I can't remember yeah. the exact figure Com- compared to the um, to the twenty nineteen local election result. Uh, but one of, one of one of the graphs I have uh, on my uh on, on one of my pages is that essentially I, I added the SCLP and the UUP vote together and yes. if you if you look at it in nineteen ninety three they were hovering at about fifty percent. They're now hovering at twenty yeah. percent. And that's been a steady decline. Sure. So roughly one percent a year. So both parties have lost roughly half a yeah. percent every every year. Well there was yeah there was the decisive or crucial election of two thousand and three, I remember, where
1: they both lost their majority yes. status within yeah. their own communities. Well, moving over to the unionist side then, I mean, we said earlier, you said earlier that the DUP has sort of held its own
0: in terms of seats and and also in terms of vote. Uh, It's been down very slightly on um, the 2022 Assembly yeah. election. But given that the unionist share has gone, it's it's down by 0.8%, the unionist share has gone down by 4%. Yeah. So proportionately, it it has increased its share of, the, yeah. you know, the, the slice has gotten bigger, but the pie has gotten smaller. I know, I know uh, what you mean.
1: Yeah, I know <laughs> what you mean. And so the DUP then, you could say, I mean, it is it is holding its own, but at the expense, if you like, of other other unionist parties. Uh, yeah, I think it is. as I mean, you said that the, the so the, the DUP, you recall, got one hundred and twenty-two seats, or
0: kept yes. one hundred and twenty-two yes. seats, but the UUP were down twenty. They were down about twenty. I, yeah. Twenty twenty-one. I can't and, remember now. And how, how about and then yeah? And how about the TUV? The, the TUV's vote halved. Yeah. Okay. Um, now that's uh, to me that's compared, that's compared to the assembly. C- compared to the assembly election, yes, because cause they actually added a number of seats. Council seats if I remember. Yes, yeah. Yes, they did. But they're still they still quite a way down, say from twenty fourteen. Okay. Uh, they've they've been sort of causing ideological discomfort uh to the DUP since yeah. um Ian Paisley uh, went Indeed. in as first minister when Jim Allister resigned. And um I I think my my feeling with the with the election is that uh the DUP have managed to see off the challenge. Yeah. Okay. Now I I, I think now wh- the 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 difficulties for Sir Geoffrey Donaldson is that uh, it's not so much the, the TV that is causing him difficulties if he wants to go back into Storm. It's people in his own of his course. own party, and I think there is a difference between the if you like the ideological outlook and willingness to compromise among the DUP MPs compared to the MLAs the MLAs yes. are invested they've got they've, of course. they're getting salaries they've got houses they you know they they're depending on on Stormont for their livelihood there's exactly. there's a difference there um, yeah and, and they will be, yeah and, and if they do go
1: back I mean they will be playing a more active and a more presumably satisfying role whether in the executive or just as as, as ordinary MLAs um and then just to, just to note that um the PUP, I mean, Billy Hutchinson lost his seat and he was pretty well, almost, was he the last survivor previously of the PUP?
0: He's last but one. I think they still have a councillor up in um, Causeware, Coleraine. Oh, is that uh, so, they've, yeah. They've, 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 still, they've still won up there. But um, yeah, that's that's the end of an era, I think, for... yes yeah, because absolutely, no, because again, I was involved in the 90s and so Billy yes. Hutchinson
1: was one of the absolute, you know, David Irvine was the most prominent PUP member, but Billy... Hutchinson was very much, you know, part of the leadership group, along with yeah. you know, Gusty Spence and and Huey Smith and 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 and, and yep. so on. So that's quite a a change, yeah. And, and just to say, sorry. And on the national side, you mentioned just to go back there a second. You did mention that A and two and 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 well, you said that A two and people for profit, you know, factor are factored into
0: your calculations. Um, but they have they did did pretty badly as well, didn't they? They did. Uh into deputy leader uh, Denise Mullen. I think she she was a councillor. I think in Mid Ulster. I think she, she lost she lost her seat. Um, yeah, they did. They did very poorly. And uh, you know, if if you listen to say BBC, uh, BBC Radio Ulster, uh Tobin was quite um prominent on shows mm-hmm. like um you know Talkback. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, so it's it. I think it's taken and, the, and the wind him. out of sales of of into. Yeah, no, I saw
1: him then. I'm actually speaking very well on the um, Mark Carruthers, the Sunday Show, Sunday yeah. Politics, for for example. Yeah, I mean, then turning to the middle ground. Um, in other words, uh, so first of all, who who do you define as being middle ground parties?
0: Middle ground. Uh, I defined middle ground as meaning the Alliance Party, the uh, the Greens um there is a small group of uh people called CCLA cross community labor activists um yeah. from Anna Dungannon area yeah uh, and then looking at independence uh and essentially my my approach to looking at uh independence was to look at where their votes transferred yeah. which which of the three sure sides uh, got the larger share of the vote and I understand uh, it, yeah. so um there would have been you know quite a few um, middle ground independents sort of north down yeah um, is it that area. Is, is it possible at all you know from these figures
1: uh, to estimate you know the relative proportions of as it were traditional unionists and traditional nationalists um you know who form the or cultural unionists cultural nationalists who form the Alliance um, electorate? Uh, you could... I mean, do- Alliance do best, obviously, in what would traditionally have been Unionist um, areas. Yes. But, but the question for me always is, well, are these disaffected Unionists or, are, or, or, or is it that, you know, the Nationalists, you know, see voting for Alliance as a more productive use of their... Um, of their ballot to them, the voting say for Sinn Féin.
0: Yeah, I, I would nearly kind of uh, rephrase that if you don't mind. Please, please, uh, do. I, I remember, please do. I remember I remember being struck struck by the twenty eleven uh, census that I, the the um, where we we had the all twenty six counties and or sorry twenty six councils, uh, and um, the majority of Catholics in Carrickfergus re- regarded themselves as British. There were there were yeah. more Catholics in Carrickfergus who regarded themselves as yes. British than regarded themselves as Irish. Uh, and um, you know, I I I wouldn't regard them as kind of, if you like, being be nationalists who are switching I mean, to the yeah. middle ground. I I think uh, you know, if you were to look at a map and uh, or uh, say Sinn Féin strong areas versus Alliance, they are polar opposites. Yeah. They are probably the two parties whose geographic spread are most opposite each other. Yeah. Uh, and that, that creates all sorts of difficulties or opportunities or challenges uh, in terms yeah. of uh, uh, a border poll on, on sure, United Ireland. Uh, we we can get into that later, yeah. possibly. Uh, but there's um, Sidney Elliott, a former lecturer in politics, a, a number cruncher that I worked with years ago uh, of, of great regard uh, in, in Queens. Uh, Sydney had an article in the newsletter just before the election where he, he sort of said that... Uh, uh, transfers from Alliance have been increasingly going to nationalist parties mm. uh, over the past ten years. So, so yeah. the rise in Alliance um, seems to have been able; they've, they've been able to disproportionately get that rise from um, probably from, if you like, cultural Catholics, yeah. shall we say? You know, yeah. so yeah. so their vote has gone up. Yeah. Uh, Brexit has probably detached quite a few unionists from the yeah. uni- pro-union people from the Unionist Party block. Yeah, but. But overall, but
1: you do you make the interesting point though um, that arguably, and despite I think a lot of the, a lot of 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 the rhetoric um, and and sort of rather superficial analysis which one gets, that the momentum of the middle ground may have, may have stalled. I mean, they did well vis a vis uh, twenty nineteen, but you know vis a vis the assembly, European elections, and so on. Not 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 great, maybe.
0: Yep. Uh, opinion, opinion polls uh, uh, suggest that Alliance has greater support among probably people in their 30s onwards compared to young people. Uh, and their their vote actually dropped by 0.2% compared to the Assembly election yeah. last year. Now, if you think what's happened, the um, the DUP walked out on yeah. the Assembly. Uh, Alliance have uh, a slew of very good media um Performers, yep. their, their MLAs, uh, they've been constantly hitting hitting the message that uh, we need to get back into the assembly. Yeah. We need we need to run it. They've been very eloquent about that. But mm. what what has been the effect of it? Uh, their vote has gone down a bit. Yeah. Uh, they they've lost votes uh, over much of west of the ban, uh, even though the vote base was very very low. So it's they 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 have a big problem in in kind of getting over crossing the river, so to speak, yeah. and increasing their vote there. They lost they lost two Derry councillors, having just opened an office yes, in Derry. I- exactly. Um, so yeah. there's um I, I I think what's happened is, is is um kind of so we should call them soft nationalists or cultural Catholics west of the ban have um they're sort of looking at the lines now and they're thinking, hmm uh Possibility of a border poll, possibility for a referendum. Yeah. Um, it's that's those are binary issues. There, yes. There's no there, there's no middle ground. Sure, you know, are we going to have a border poll? Yes or no? And, um, you know, I, I think the Alliance Party are going to be g- given given the surge in the nationalist block. Uh, it's going to be very difficult for the Alliance. They they they're going to need to be have to be very very careful and creative about how they answer those two yes. questions if if they want to. A, keep their uh, liberal Protestant vote uh, yes. around Belfast Lock and uh, attract nationalists west of the ban. Yeah. That, that's a real tightrope, a, a tightrope to walk. No, no of them.
1: if I were, I must say, yeah, I mean, there is some pressure, I'm to of time, on Naomi Long to declare her hand when it comes to a border poll, and she always, in my view, extremely wisely yeah. uh, avoids that. But, yeah, it is an interesting question. Um so just to remind us in which sort of areas did Alliance do particularly well, or in and 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 I can't remember now, but are, you know where their electoral areas where they actually now are the biggest party.
0: Uh, Alliance uh, do particularly well generally, uh, sort of east of east of east of Greater Belfast. Let me yeah. put that sort so north down, sort of along Strangford Lock, yeah. uh, up. Um, kind of Carrie Fergus uh, Larnlock, Locke um, those sort of areas uh in 2022 they got a, an alliance Mla elected in, in North Antrim uh, which was amazing they were very yeah. close in East Londonderry yeah uh, to, to getting an MLA there they got a, they got an MLA elected uh, in in upper band but their, their heartland really is Um, electoral area in East Belfast called Ormiston, which would be kind of around Stormont. I suppose that sort of area, Dundonald, uh, Helens Bay, you know, sort of... uh, um, I think it was an area that used to have the largest proportion of um, BMW sold in the UK <laughs> in the nineties. I don't. I don't know if, the, if that's the case. So, yeah. you know, that, that's that's their strength. They 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 they're strong in the area, I suppose, where if you like the, the managerial classes yeah. live. Yeah. Um. But but, you know, away from Belfast, they're seen as part of the Belfast elite. That's yeah. That's a problem to them. Yeah. Just um, just, just to ask about one specific part of um
1: one specific constituency um, for the Westminster election or um, or Assembly election, which is South Belfast, obviously a real cockpit. Yeah. Um, and you know, won very decisively by Claire Hanna the last time against Alliance, the DUP's Emma Little-Pengelly had held it. Any lessons from this? Um, and I was so specifically interested to know, do you think, first of all, was there a kind of a Sinn Féin surge in the electoral areas which fall within South Belfast, and if so, could that sort of eat away at the uh, vote for the SDLP in in
0: in 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 the Westminster election? Um, it's it's a fascinating constituency. Tra- is, trying to sort yeah. of um, put all the mosaic pieces of the of the various yeah. electoral areas uh, in into into uh, South Belfast, mm-hmm. and I think in the next election, I think it's going to be called South Belfast and Mid Down or something. It's yeah. it's got a new name, so it's going to extend you know beyond sort carried off to beyond yeah. where. so it's going to it's going to take in more alliance voters yes but actually what's actually happened uh in uh Castlereagh South which would include carried off that, that that was fascinating to me because wh- what's happened there is the the nationalist vote block went up by about 16% these these are these are, these are kind of amazing figures yeah. and what's happened as well is the Sinn Fein vote uh was ahead of the SCLP uh so uh they're they're all the Nationalist block and Castle out is 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 on the cusp of overtaking the middle ground yeah. block. Uh so uh but as against that, uh SCLP kind of did okay in, in, in those middle class areas too. So it's it's gonna be fascinating because yeah. uh uh you know, will Alliance win it? Uh SCLP didn't stand the last time. Uh Sorry, Sinn Fein didn't stand last time. SCLP didn't yes. stand in North Belfast. It right. right. Yeah. Kind of a, a quid pro quo, so, so to speak.
1: Well, we will try to attempt to get rid of Emma little Pangeli in the south and Dodds in 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 north. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes,
0: that's, that's right. Yeah. And uh, Claire Haller, I think, has been quite skillful in um she comes across as um having a different emphasis than say Column Eastwood does. Yes. Um so the, the, the um, I, I, th- I think she knows her electors quite quite yeah. quite well. But having said that, the changes I think are gonna make it gonna make it difficult. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. um so it's it's gonna be fascinating. I,
1: I, I have a I have a must declare a sort of personal interest in that my my son has been living for the last four years up okay. in Belfast. He's married to a woman from Belfast from that area. Yeah. And uh and I know without disclosing I think he he did vote in the twenty nineteen general election. And I know his vote was was different from that of his in-laws, right. uh, but uh, we'll see what happens to, We'll see what happens the next time. Um, then the turnout factor. I mean, it's often said, and you sort of touched on this earlier. It's often said by unionists and by commentators that, I mean, you know, that that because the vote in unionist areas tends to be considerably lower than the vote in in, in nationalist areas, that if there were a border poll you know, there would be, as it were, border pole unionists who would turn out yeah. in very large numbers who might be a bit repelled by aspects of political unionism. And in, and one has to assume maybe that to some extent people would stay at home because of the current um, crisis. To what extent, I mean, is turnout a really important factor here? And then secondly, the turnout in 2019, sorry, in 2023, as compared to last year in the Assembly, um,
0: any any big change there? Uh, the t- the turnout first of all the turnout for local elections in Northern Ireland is is just a, a, a quantum jump ahead of turnout for local elections in um, say England. Yeah. Uh, uh, pe- people are very interested in in elections yes. in, in Northern Ireland. Um, it's it's difficult to say whether the people who don't vote in East Belfast or kind of the Greater Belfast Lock area. Whether, whether those people are mostly. Uh, most unions it kind of works both ways if you if you have a sure. if you if, if you have an area like uh ormiston uh, mm-hmm. east or uh, yeah yeah belfast uh, electoral area east belfast uh where the majority vote goes towards middle ground parties well you could you could say that you know if the if the if the turnout was larger there well the those non-voting people may just as easily be um middle ground people alliance yeah. people so it's uh, it's it's a difficult one to call, but I think there is anecdotal evidence. Uh, mm-hmm. I was sort of listening to, or watching uh, uh, Peter Sherlow uh, mm-hmm. on um, uh, UTV at Stormont on the Monday night after the election, and uh, he was saying that uh, there was much lower turnout in, if you like, uh, wards. So so each electoral area is made up of a number of wards so that, that certain, certain um, polling stations, the turnout was much lower in kind of Protestant working class areas. Uh, so that's... Th- that's yeah. I think I think there is a big issue there for for unionism, uh, mm. how how they how they energize people. But you know, at the same time, if if you do look at the if you like the, the, the swatch of unionist parties, there, mm. there's quite a wide variety there of of what people believe. You know, there's yeah. um, you know a lot a lot of the UUP are they'd be quite happy to go back into the assembly. They'd, they'd accept they would work the sure. Windsor framework. Um, it's quite different to the TUV, and in fact. Uh, you know, um, Jeffrey Donaldson talks a lot about unionist splintering not doing them any favors, yeah. but in fact they get a vote, they get a they get a seat bonus uh, in the in yeah. the election. So um, it's it's a difficult to say. I mean, at the end of the day, we we have to just say the people that voted. We, we have to just of accept course. those votes. And yeah. really, you know, the last five, six, seven years apparent threats from from unionist perspective, the the threat of the SCL or. Sinn Féin being the largest party, the threat of a Sinn Féin first minister, um, the threat that nationalists would have a larger vote share than unionists. I mean, those threats have not served to energise unionist turnout. So it's difficult to give a huge amount of credibility to the idea that there are a lot of people who are are just waiting. But having said that, I think there was a much larger turnout in... Uh, some parts of um, Greater Belfast for the uh, Good Friday Agreement referendum. Yes, yeah. The overall, yeah. The overall vote there was what eighty percent or something. Yeah. yeah,
1: I mean, yeah. And I suppose if you look at it, I mean, I suppose in a way, um, when it comes to the numbers of councillors uh, having a, you know a much higher turnout, uh, you know, doesn't change the number of councillors in a, in a, in a, in a given uh, yes. in a given council. So in fact, you could have you know you could double your unionist turnout. And have the same number of councillors, almost, you know. Yeah. Because as was the number, it now seems that the number of seats where nationalists and unionists are directly in competition uh, is pretty small. Yeah, it's Obviously,
0: it's yeah. it's um if if you like the um the struggle shall we say for block supremacy is mm. is sort of settled in 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 much of yeah. Northern Ireland now. It's yeah. The, the, the map is fairly stable. The political yes. map. I mean. You mentioned then, yeah, Jeffrey Donaldson talking about
1: unionist unity. And of course, people have been talking or unionist politicians have been talking about the importance of unity for years and years and years and years. Um, and Reg MP I noted, said that it was a bit rich of the of the dup to be calling for unionist unity (laughs) when the dup helped destroy unionist unity at various (laughs) points along the way from the 1970s um up to the 90s and 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 the good friday agreement and 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 so on but from what you're saying i mean i think i think somebody sam mcbride maybe was saying this that you know this idea of unionist unity is an idea whose time has come and gone um Possibly, with the exception of general elections and you know, yes, s- tactical voting, yeah, but, and but vote it, vote pacts, yes, yeah, but yeah. It, but 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 in general, yeah, I mean, as you, you you said earlier, the the pie is is smaller, and so unionist unity, unless, you know, it's so impressed those voters who don't turn out, which is yeah. unlikely, um, you know, doesn't really affect the overall balance. It yeah. wouldn't overall affect the overall I mean, balance. How, how do
0: you create a unionist party that will appeal to those voters who believe literally that the earth was made in seven days yeah. and those people who would support the legalisation of homosexuality? You know, it's, yeah, I know it, it, yeah. there's, there there's so many issues. Uh, Brexit, Remain, yeah. um, you know, taking up Deputy First Minister, uh, Windsor Framework. There's so many fault lines within unions. Yes. Uh, it's, it's very difficult to imagine. And I think in... You know, zero sum politics is still resonant in Northern Ireland, yes. and I, I would imagine the, if you like the, um, the advent of a single unionist party would lead to a further consolidation among nationalism. Yes. Uh, towards towards Sinn Fein. So you know. Yeah. Isaac Newton, action reaction. You know. <laughs> no, I, I think um, yeah. unionist unity. It's like this mouse that roars before the election, yes. and then you know the day after the counter is in sure well uh, it's put to bed for another another few years and that's one of the and that's one of the results as well of a of
1: a of a, of a pr stv yep. system um, well finally then i mean and without delving too deeply into it um, you know what one can say um from this result and and from the pattern of results about implications for a referendum and a border poll i mean there's a lot of debate of course um, and I saw Mary Lou McDonald speaking at the weekend. There's a lot of debate about whether the Secretary of State should set out specific criteria um, for when a border poll might be held. And obviously, election results, I suppose, would be one of the most reliable. Yeah. Um, I suppose the biggest difficulty in this comes in knowing whether a majority is on the horizon or, or not really depends on how you analyze the, the middle ground group but what would you say about the? I mean, do you think Sinn Fein um, is realistic there in thinking that this sort of level of momentum could bring us a, a referendum by the end of the decade?
0: I would. I you're probably referring to Mary Lou's interview yes. with uh, Mark Rothers. That's so on right. Sunday exactly. Politics. Yes. Yeah, and uh, it, it struck me. Um, you know, this this is this is a long way from walking behind a banner a few years ago saying England get out of Ireland, like yes. like they. Um, the, the strategic dexterity that that, yes. that the the Shinners have uh, are are um, are portraying is, is 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 very impressive, and also the tactical nous, like the the, yeah. the short termism. Uh, much of the time, they just have to sit there and do nothing and let the DUP uh, yeah. score own goals. Um, they're they're, they're, but then, but then, they're, they're being then, quite calm, and that's that's um, I I think that's very helpful.
1: But then symbolic acts, like obviously. Michelle O'Neill's attendance at the coronation of of King Charles. I mean, yeah. that, that must reassure a lot of softer nationalists, presumably, that they, you know, they they are being more yeah. more tolerant. You know, yeah. it, it is interesting, Finnick, that you talk about Mary Lou. That I, I was up at the big conference in Queens a month ago okay. or so, and and Jerry Adams was on a panel, and he more than once talked about quote ending English rule in Ireland, mm. which wasn't quite the same tone as being struck by uh, Mary Lou or Michelle O'Neill. O'Neill, but in terms of momentum though, I mean, do you think, I mean what would it, I mean obviously if the middle ground were to split 50-50 you would have a, an, a pro-unity majority uh, assuming that the SDLB. You would,
0: you would now and this, you would, this you is would, the first would, time bec-
1: yeah, because the blocks have switched. On the other hand you might say, well look pe- people who are in the middle ground by definition are people who don't want the national question to be the be-all and end-all and they'd rather almost avoid all of the incredible fuss and complexity um, that a process would, would involve. But yeah. uh, but at least, you know, I, I, I suppose with Sinn Fein, I mean, if 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 they can get for if the nationalist block can get further towards fifty percent, um that would be a really fascinating situation.
0: Um yeah, but I think there there's um there's I, I think there's 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 a big risk in just sitting back and waiting for demographics to to yeah. to, to do the inevitable. Um you know, like there, there have to be two referenda. Yes. I mean, th- there's sort of two nightmare scenarios um, come to mind uh, from the point of view of people who want to United Ireland. Uh, first of all, that the in both cases the ov- the overall majority is in favour. Yes, uh, and in Northern Ireland, uh, a, ma- a majority of two, let's say for the sake of argument, vote vote for United Ireland. Uh, And in the Republic, a majority of one vote against it. Of course, you know, you've then got the will of the the island pro unity. Uh, The South is against it. I mean, that would just enrage northern nationalists (laughs) if it's the other way around. Yes. Uh, If the if the South votes plus two in favor and the North votes plus one against, um, that's going to uh, that's going to enrage northern nationalists. And it's going to strengthen the more extremist voices uh, on unionism who do not want anything to do with United Ireland. So yeah. th- there's there's a lot to be done. There's there's yes. a space there. There's a space there in the middle ground space. Yeah. And um, you know, I think I think those of us who who like the idea of United Ireland from the south, we really have to do a huge amount of thinking about yeah. what we're we're the ones wooing the north. Yes. We, we're the ones that have to. Um, offer something um, attractive uh, to Alliance supporters. Yes, and exactly. It, like the the, um, the um, surveys that Aaron's have done, the work of, of Brendan O'Leary uh, and, and others, um, on, on so many issues, what we are in favour of or against down here, yes. it's the opposite case in Northern Ireland. Exactly. The yeah. flag, anthem, Commonwealth, um, spending... Um, um, integrated Ireland devolved northern ireland within yeah. within the united state th- th- there's there's a huge amount of issues there yeah uh so it's um i i think i think most people in the north understand the issues yeah i, I think down here i think we're nearly just beginning yes uh, we're, we're 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 at the beginning yeah. it's and i think i think um our, our our writers our musicians i think they have to try and imaginatively recreate yeah. a different sort of Ireland. Yes. You know, an Ireland not not where we're we're harking back to nineteen sixteen, nineteen twenty-one. Uh we I think th- I think we have to bring back in the United Irishman. Because if you if you if you were to draw a map, I'm great fan of maps, as you know. Yes. If you were to draw a map of where say Alliance are strongest and where the 1798 rebellion also was. You'd and and where the if you like the ideologues of 17 of of the United Irishmen, you'd find an almost exact correlation. Extraordinary? Okay, yes. so m- much much of if you like yeah. our in uh, how, how we govern ourselves as a republic here. Yes, we're 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 basing on those old republican ideas, but those old republican ideas are mostly Northern Presbyterian. Yes. Uh, well,
1: well, two well two little anecdotes, of course, which which make the point about the need for the South um, to think further and we're drifting off theme here, but (laughs) just a couple of final points. I mean, uh, first of all, I I was reading a piece also on Slugger Tool indeed by Andy Pollock the other day, um, you know, the long-term campaigner for sort of uh, reconciliation in in Northern Ireland. Um, I mean, he was making the point that the coverage uh, of the North in the Southern media is generally pretty appallingly low. But to which one might say, well, that but newspapers and other media will publish what they think their readers want to read about and, and so yeah. on. And then the second thing was that when I was, um, I went to this play agreement, um, okay. which was up in, in Belfast around the same time. Hey, lucky, man, you got a ticket. First. I did get a ticket, um, slightly, uh, slightly fraudulently, but I, I won't explain <laughs> that. Um, but just to say that you know, it was fantastic, and there was, I think, a 500 person waiting list, it was extraordinary. Yep. Um, but and I said to somebody I was with, who, who person very, very active in the world of theatre in the Republic, you know, I'm sure this would be a you know, tremendous success in the South, in Dublin. He said, well, I'm, I'm not so sure, he said. I think yeah. it, would probably, it would probably get a more reliable audience in London or New York than in Dublin because, you know, um, people in the South just don't want to go to Northern plays. Yeah. Now, agreement may be a bit different. We'll, we'll see. But I suppose the one thing we can say is that, yeah, I mean, that the the question of. um. A border poll, you know the, the various factors and the question of whether the Secretary of State should or should not set out detailed criteria. I personally am not so sure that he should. I think he should probably refer to the things he'll be looking at without trying to set particular thresholds. But that's another, another matter. Um. But I suppose we can say that, that on the basis of of these trends, um, and a majority in favour of United Ireland is
0: a bit closer than it was. Yeah. But we don't yet know how close. Yes, yes, but uh, I, I do think in in the last two weeks, I, I, I think there, I think there, there has been a transformation. To me, it feels, it yeah. feels different. I, I was up in Belfast last week at the um, Slugger Tool. They always have this; they call it the the big election hangover, and it's, yeah. it's just great. Crack, They're very interesting um, speakers, commentators, yeah. uh, and a very uh, engaged, feisty audience. Indeed, uh, and it did. Um, I did get a sense that um, sort of more unionist commentators are. Maybe bewilderment is a bit strong, but but a sense that th- they don't know how to deal with this no. this change. You know, times have changed. You know, yeah. I, I I I mean, bring it closer. A uh, uh, a referendum closer. It's it's still hard to imagine it happening within you know f- five ten years even. And I think I think we have to do a lot of heavy lifting down here. Yeah, well, look. On that note, Philip, this has been a fascinating conversation.
1: I'm delighted you. you were able to come along and to share Pleasure. your 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 analysis um, and opinions with us. Just to repeat, um, I really warmly recommend the um, the Slugger Tool website in general, but also Philip's particular uh, article and its three parts. Because when you go to that, you will actually see these wonderful maps. And as Philip said earlier, he's a big fan of maps, and that comes through very very clearly. So, Philip, thanks very much indeed. Well, thanks for having me, Rory. It's been a pleasure. ARANS stands for Analyzing and Researching Ireland North and South. It's a joint initiative of the Royal Irish Academy, which is the premier all-Ireland scholarly institution, and the University of Notre Dame's Ciaw-Nocton Institute of Irish Studies, which is itself part of the Ciaw School of Global Affairs. It was established in 2020 with the objective, especially at that time in a post-Brexit context, of producing authoritative, independent, and non-partisan analysis and research across the full range of relevant constitutional, institutional, and social issues. And in fact, over the last couple of years, uh, we've covered uh, a quite remarkable range of subjects. And the research can be found in the Journal of Irish Studies in International Affairs, which is published by the Royal Irish Academy, and access to which is free to all online. Uh, the aim is to be scholarly, uh, but also accessible and relevant. Publications began to appear in early 2021, um, and this podcast also began uh, in 2021 in June I hope that you've enjoyed the podcast you just listened to and I also hope that you will find others uh, of interest um, on our website which is aaronsproject.com and also that you listen out for future podcasts which are normally dropped on the first Thursday of every month. Thanks very much for listening.